let me add my word of welcome today. We're delighted in your presence. So glad to have those worshiping with us online as well. Glad that you could be here. Now, today, let me ask you a question. How many of you believe you can predict the future? Anybody does, I'm going to talk to you after the service, okay? You know, there's people who believe that, and sometimes we think we can't. Maybe it's easier to predict something about somebody else we're watching than it is about ourselves. Do y'all remember years and years ago, there was a woman who sang a song, Do You Know the Way to San Jose? Her name was Dionne Warwick. It was a big hit for her. Not too long after that, she was making commercials for the Psychic Network. I'm sitting at home, and I'm watching that commercial. I'm thinking to myself, if she's on the Psychic Network, how come she doesn't know the way to San Jose? <laughs> Just the way my mind thinks. I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. Now, sometimes it's easy to look at other people, and we can see and predict what's going on with them. You know, you do think you can predict the future. I'll tell you why. How many times have you said to yourself, I should have seen that coming? I should have seen that coming. I, I should have planned ahead. I should have known that was going to happen. Or how many times have you said, you should have seen that coming when you're talking about somebody else? That's right. And so that's the way we think a lot of times. You know, sometimes a girl will say, he broke up with me. I can't believe he broke up with me. And all her friends are going, really? We all knew he was going to break up with you. It was just a matter of time. That's no big mystery to us. Well, what about, you say, a guy who says, I can't believe I've got this much debt. And all his close friends are saying, really? Well, let me just take you back. We can show you where it happened. We know along the way how you've been spending your money. So here's a question. Why is it that we can see what other people can't see? And sometimes other people can see what we can't see about ourselves. See, it's hard for us to be objective about things. And occasionally, somebody drops a hint to try to help us out. Listen, don't ever drop a hint with me. It'll be wasted breath. Okay? If you want to tell me something, I want you to grab my face, look into my eyes, be very direct, and tell me exact. don't sugarcoat it. Tell me exactly what you're trying to say to me so that I can hear you and understand, because I will never catch on. If it's a hint, it's going right over my head, okay? And, and sometimes we arrive at our destination, and we're shocked at how we got there. But, you know, if we had just listened to those around us, we would have gone in a different direction. You have the ability to predict the future more, more than you want to admit. Now, here's some bad news. The bad, the bad news is our personal pers pro problems cannot be fixed. Fix. Look at the point to your point, to your point and say, and say personal problem, problem cannot, cannot. Go ahead and tell them. Tell them. All right, well, let's just go ahead and have the benediction. That's a good one to end on, isn't it? You know, they can't be fixed because here's why. You're not a car. You're not a computer. You're not an oven. You're not a lawnmower. You can take those things and fix them. They'll be just like new. But you are more complex. You are created in God's image. You can't be fixed the way you can fix things. And so what do we do? Well, we try to cope with our issues. We try to overcome them. We try to leverage them and use them to help our children to learn from our examples. But we carry them through our lives. Now, the bad news is, that you can't be fixed like a car or computer. But the good news is most personal problems can be avoided. How about that? Hey, 
Hey, if we'll just look ahead, we might be able to avoid that. We can learn from our past because our past and our present and the future are all tied together. You know, history teaches us we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We can learn from what other people have learned. We don't have to do that the hard way. And so here's what I want you to hear today, that you can change things, and it's called the principle of the path. The principle of the path. Are you ready? Well, don't get too ready because I'm not going to give it to you till the end of the sermon, but I am going to give it to you today. All right? And first, we're going to talk about the word principle. Now, principle is not a law or a rule that you follow. A principle is something that follows you. It's something that, that you may choose to apply to you. A principle is something that, that will break you if you don't follow it. You may not even be aware of it, but you can get in trouble not following it. Archimedes had a principle. I'm sure all of you have heard of Archimedes and his principle, right? Go ahead and tell me about it, okay? <laughs> Archimedes was the guy who came up with the principle of buoyancy. He did. He's the guy who explained how come when you drop pebbles in the water, they sink to the bottom, but you put a cruise ship out there on top of it, and it'll float all day long. Well, that's a pretty good thing to discover, isn't it? In the third century, Archimedes, Archimedes explained why that happened, because principles are explained, and they can be explained and experienced, but principles are not in invented, they are discovered. And there's a difference. You can talk about something, you can discuss it, but you can't invent a principle. And that's true with the principle of the path. You know, there's a difference in a path and a solution. In a path and a solution. Let's say that you're lost. You don't pull over at a gas station and says, can you tell me the solution? That's not what you say, is it? You say, can you tell me the direction I need to go? I'm lost. I don't know where to go. And so you, we get to where we should be the same way we got to where we should not be, and that is not through a solution, but through a direction. Now, that's the difference in fixing something and changing direction. And, and there are people all over the country who go to their pastor or their counselor or their psychiatrist, and they say, i got some problems. I need them fixed. Here's what's going on in my marriage. Here's what's going on with my children. Here's what's going on financially. Here's what's going on at work. Here's what's going on morally. Here's what's going on with my addiction. Now, I need a fix. Can you fix that for me? Tell me, I need a solution. And the truth is that every wise pastor or counselor is going to say, you can't be fixed, but you can change your direction. You need to move and live in a different direction from the people who are making the wrong decisions going in the wrong direction. Now, if you're going in the wrong direction, here's the thing about it. It's deceptive. Because people, we see them every day, they're going in the wrong direction, but they're not aware of it. 
In fact, you can be going in the wrong direction and be extremely happy and be at peace and think everything is going great. And the reason is because the consequences of your direction have not materialized yet. They've not come to fruition. It hadn't, you hadn't seen the end result yet. Isn't it true when you're driving and you get lost, you would love to wonder exactly when the moment took place that you got lost? I mean, if you were driving down the road and you realized you were lost and you knew if you backed up 30 yards, you could go back to the place where you got lost and then you could correct everything. You would know where you were and you could head out in the right direction. But it doesn't work that way, does it? And if you're going in the wrong direction, you may be lost today. And I'm not just talking about driving. And you may not even be aware of it, okay? But you may be going in the wrong direction. And so what you've got to do is realize, hey, I need to change direction before it's too late. You know, you're moving and living in the wrong direction, and you don't know it. But there are consequences to the way you're headed right now. And so you don't fix it. There's not a solution. All you have to do is change direction. Now, the good news is that things will eventually change. It won't be immediate. It won't be instantaneous. But if you move and go in the right direction, you'll begin to see how things pay dividends for that. And Jesus talked about that, and he talked about that in the Gospel of Matthew. Now, he didn't talk about the principle of the path. Rather, he told a parable. But the parable is really about the same thing I'm talking about today, and it's from the Sermon on the Mount. And here's what he says. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. There's two things he's telling us there. The first one is to listen, to hear, and then to think about it. Is that what he says? He says to hear and to talk about it. He said to hear and to sit there. He said, put it into practice. See, it doesn't do you any good if you don't. That's why he tells us, so we can put it into practice. And that's what he's trying to get us to learn and do. And then he goes on. He says, anybody who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, he says, it'll be a fix for all their problems. Is that what he says? Listen, Jesus never said, I will fix all your problems. That's not what he said. But what he did say was, I'll steer you in a better direction. I'll get you to go in a different direction. When you become a Christian, you do a 180. You turn all the way around. You go in a different direction because where you've been headed is not the right way. So if you go to church and somebody tells you, hey, listen, if you'll just pray this prayer, read this verse, hear one, two, three things, you know, then I'll fix all your problems. Go to another church. They got it wrong. They don't know what they're talking about. Jesus invites people to live in a different direction. It says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man. You can't just hear it. You got to do it. And when you do it, then you're wise. He's telling us how to be wise. How many people want to be wise? Yeah. Well, he's the one that can tell us how to do it. So the past, the present, and the future are all connected. And you have to learn from it and benefit from it. And down the road, you won't make the same mistakes because of it. The wise person understands that their current direction will impact their ultimate destination. It's an indicator of where you are headed. Wise people say, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like the man who built. 
Okay? Now, we're talking about building here. And I want you to understand, in that culture in those days, they didn't have those kits that you could put houses together. And they didn't have super glue back then. And there were no instructions. You just had to build. What you had to do, it was a process. It took time. It took repetition. And it took discipline. It it was what, what we call something we don't like. Delayed gratification. I'm not going to be able to slap this thing up overnight and it lasts. I've got to do it the right way. Because when you build a house, you're going through an entire process to see it done. And it may be about your relationships, your money, your pastimes, or your pleasures. It's time and it's something important to you. And you have to take time and put everything into practice. And then he gives this statement that we can't relate to at all. He says, the one who built his house on the rock. Well, that doesn't make any sense at all. Because if you know anything about building houses, you know, we built a house in Navarre, Florida. You have to dig the footer, right? And then you pour it, and then you, you go on and start up, and then you build the foundation to it. So I built a house, and, and the, my neighbors had the same builder, and they were going to build a house in the neighborhood. And so we had gone through it. We had finished our house. And I said, well, if you want me to, I'll be glad to tell you, you know, the steps they go through. Well, she really wanted to hear about that. So she and her husband came over to the house. We sat down together. They live right next door to me. They're building right down the street. They said, tell me what happens. I said, well, they dig the footer, you know, and then they pour it. And then they pour the, the foundation. And I was telling them about the different stages. I said, in your case, they'll do this and this and this. And she said, now, what are they going to do next? She's writing. She's taking notes down. I said, well, let me tell you what they're going to do next. They're going to go deer hunting because it's deer season. That's what they're going to do next. She looked at me like this. I said, well, I'm sorry. You built your house during deer season. I did too. You learn these things from experience. And so that's what's going to happen. You know, what Jesus was saying, and everybody in his audience understood it. When he said, hey, hey, build it on the rock, he was saying, do it the hard way. He was saying, do it the expensive way. Do it the time-consuming way. Do it where there's no immediate return on your labor. Because if you do it right, you won't have to do it again. You know, you go to the construction site. When I was building, I'd go early in the morning to see if they'd shown up. I'd go at lunchtime to see if they'd done anything. I'd go at the end of the day and take Laura and the kids to see what had happened that day. And we'd go over there and check on things. And a lot of times they had questions to ask me, especially when they were framing the house. And so I was glad I was there because, you know, I, I helped them avoid some mistakes because that's just the kind of guy I am, you know. They've been building houses all these years, but I show up, and, buddy, I'm Johnny on the spot for that, right? And then he goes on, he talks about somebody else because he's talking to us about the wise man. Now he's going to talk to us about the foolish man. Here's what he said. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like the foolish man. The foolish man is the guy who says now is now and later is later, and they're not connected. If something happens to my relationship with my daughter or my marriage or financially, I'll just start over. I'm going to get remarried. I'm going to move out. I'm going to change my name, quit my job, bleach my hair, and I'm just going to reboot and start over. You ever known anybody like that? Don't tell me. We don't have time to go into it. Now, here's the problem. That person is going to take the same old self 
with them wherever they go. The same old guy, the same old girl, everything else is going to be new, but they haven't changed. And so nothing's going to change. They think, no, 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 I'll be fine. But they won't be fine because you're not a car. You're not an oven. You're not a toaster. You're not a computer. You were created in the image of God and you can't be fixed, but you can change your direction. Then he says, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. Now, when he was talking to his audience, they immediately knew what he was talking about. He was talking about somebody who was going to do it the quick way, somebody who was going to do it the easy way, somebody who was going to take shortcuts. They were just going to slap it up and hope that it held together. These are the people who make assumptions. They assume that because it's raining to, or it's sunny today that it's going to be sunny tomorrow. But that's not always the case, is it? You know how to predict the future, don't you? On a sunny day, just wash your car. It'll rain the next day, I promise. It'll happen every time, right? And so Jesus says, what happened was that the rain came. They said the rain came down, and the streams rose, and the winds blew, and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So they couldn't just fix it. They needed to rebuild it. What happened after Hurricane Ivan? They had to rebuild. You couldn't just repair. I mean, a lot of that stuff, it was just gone with the wind. I was talking to a member of the church this morning in the early service. I said, now, where's the lady who sits beside you all the time? She says she's out of town. Oh, she is. Oh, why? Well, her condo is still being worked on. They had to wait on the insurance money. They had to wait to get the contractors from Hurricane uh, that we had Hurricane Michael. Still, their house is being worked on today. And the rain came down, and the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against their house, and great was the crash. It fell with a great crash. So here's what I want us to see, and this is important. Jesus said, if you build the right way, if you live life the right way, if you go in the direction I lead you, if you do what I'm calling you to do, if you don't try to take shortcuts, then you're going to be wise. But if you try to live outside those principles, then you're not going to be wise. You're going to be foolish. It's cause and effect. It's sowing and reaping. It's the principle of the path. And then he finishes with this. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. They say, man, when that guy talks, it's not like anybody else. They're not just telling us the laws that we've heard for all these years. He's talking to us about new things. He's talking to us about fresh things. He's talking about things that sometimes it's common sense, and you just think that's so wise. Sometimes it's stuff we don't even understand, but we know we want to ask him to explain it because he's teaching us stuff. Nobody else teaches like, man, that guy speaks with authority. He's got something to offer. I want to pay attention to him. Now, here's the problem. Some of us don't listen to Jesus. I'll tell you what breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to see other people going in the wrong direction. I don't care about judging them. I'm not in charge of judgment. Thank God. I don't want to be in charge of judgment. I've seen God's job description. I don't want it, okay? But I do care about other people. You know, our daughter, she started dating this guy, and I would pray, and I would say, now, Lord, deliver her from that loser. I mean that fella. <laughs> and, I, and we would talk to her, Laura, and I would say, now, listen, 
Don't just turn around and start dating somebody else right away, right after you've broken up with that. I, I can't believe you said that to me. That's the last thing on my mind. I wouldn't do that. Hung up the phone, turned around and called a boy and started dating him right there. Yeah. And I'm going, Lord, I know you helped me last time. I'm praying again. Please help me this time. Deliver her from that loser. I mean, that guy, right? And then I told her, I said, pray and ask God who you're supposed to date. Ask God to send you the person you're supposed to marry. Turn to him and ask him. And you know what she told her mother? Hey, I broke up with him. I'm saying, thank you, Jesus. Right? Sometimes you can't help other people by talking to them because they're not listening. Sometimes they're not listening to Jesus. Sometimes they're not sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes they're just going in the wrong direction, but they're oblivious. So you have to fight that battle on your knees. And you get on your knees and you love them and you pray for them. And you say, now, Lord, they can't see it right now, but we can. There'll be other times when I can't see it. You might be able to see it. You can help me out. But in this one instance, here's one. I'm just going to pray about it, Lord, and I'm going to turn it over to you, and I'm going to pray for your help. Listen, you get lost in a car, it's not a big consequence, right? At least not real big. We had a guy in the military when I was living in Navarre, Florida, serving the church there. He was a captain in the Air Force. He was stationed at Hurlburt Field. This guy and his wife volunteered to work with the youth. They didn't have any children yet. He was a great guy. He and his wife both were great volunteers. They said, we're going to go and take them to Montgomery to the fall uh, rally that they're having up there for young people. We said, wonderful. We said, here's the bus. Here are the names of the kids you're going to take. These kids that you take, take them up there. Bring all of them back. I cannot stress this enough. It's important that you do that. He was in the military. He knew how to take orders. He did that, right? But I didn't think to explain something else to him. And I can't believe this guy did this. He looked at the map. He said, Navarre, Florida, interstate to Mobile. Mobile to Montgomery. It takes three hours to drive to Montgomery. It takes two hours to get to Mobile. Then he drove three more hours to get to, it took five hours to get there. Guess what happened? When he got there, it was over. They missed the whole thing. I didn't have the heart to ask him how he came back. Can you believe that? I mean, that's kind of scary, isn't it? A guy in the Air Force would do that. But when you get lost, normally, <laughs> normally, you can just stop and ask directions. You might be a little bit late, but you're not going to be that late, right? But here's the deal. When you're going in the wrong direction, you can be happy. Everything may seem right with the world. Everything's going great, and you don't realize it, but you only have one life to live. And eventually those consequences are going to catch up with you. And so our Heavenly Father is extraordinary love for us. He said, listen, I've sent my son to die for you, and, and I'm going to help you. I'm not going to fix you. I'm going to make you brand new. I'm going to head you off in a different direction. And when you do that, you're going to have life abundant now on earth, but you're also going to spend eternity with me. And Jesus said, I'm going to show you by the life that I give up and take up again how much I love you. And the truth is, we can't wish our way or talk our way or even pray our way back to, look, to pick up those hours that we lost, those days that we lost, those bad decisions, those choices. We can't go back in time to that period of time. We've lost it. It's gone. But we can look to the future. 
Okay, I'm going to give it to you now. Are you ready? I'm going to give you the principle of the path. Everybody got your pens out, right? You know what I love about the students who come here in the summer? They take notes. Okay, here's the principle of the path. Direction determines destination. Direction determines destination. I live in Breakfast Point. I live in Breakfast Point, and for the longest time when I got in there, the roads kind of wind around in there. And I got to my house, and it just seemed like in my mind that behind the house was north, and in front of the house was south. And then th this way was west, this way was east. And then one day I used my phone and I looked at the compass and I was backwards. <laughs> Everything was just the opposite of what I thought it was. They're building a new section in my neighborhood now and there's a road that goes out that way. And if you go out that way, here's what'll happen. About a mile from where that road ends and the woods start again is the new park on the east end up here of, of, the, of the beach, the east end of the beach. But in my mind, all this time, I've been thinking that was west, that was west, that was west. But it's not. It's a different... You got to know your destination. You got to know where you're headed to get to the right place. And Jesus said, eventually... It's like Pharaoh was talking about it a minute ago. Not immediately, not right away, not initially, but eventually, eventually, it'll all come together. Eventually, you just keep taking the path. Eventually, you just keep going in the right direction, and it'll all come together. And you'll have what Jesus called eternal life. But you've got to be headed in that direction to get there. And he's the only one who can give it to us. Now, everybody here is going to end up somewhere. <laughs> Look at the person next to you and say, you are going to end up somewhere. Go ahead and tell them right now. It's going to happen. Everybody in this room is going to end up somewhere, right? Now, here's what I'm saying to you. Wouldn't you like to go where you're going on purpose? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to plan to go where you want to go and go there? You want to go and have a purpose, a reason. This is why I'm headed in this direction, because I want to fulfill this purpose. And Jesus says, hey, if you'll go in the right direction, I'll give you purpose in life. And you'll have a satisfied life. And you'll follow the principle of the path. And you'll know that direction determines destination. And it'll be right, it'll be different, it'll be better if you'll just listen to me. Don't try to take a shortcut, just listen and follow where I lead. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for teaching us. And even when we're hard-headed, and even when we think we know everything, and even when we say, don't confuse us with the facts, our mind's made up, I just thank you, Lord, there are people praying for us. There are people who are reaching out to us, that Jesus cares about us, and he wants to help turn us in the right direction. And I pray that he would do that in our lives today and every day. And we'll give you all the glory and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, amen. amen. Now listen, we're going to take communion.